as we've been going through Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah, he was, he prophesied for about 35 years, give or take. Uh, and his message was the same, was uh, repent, you know, because of all the evil that has happened. And yet, he said, because of what your fathers did, you're going to have to face the judgment, so to speak. And the judgment is going to be uh, the Babylonians, uh, namely the Chaldeans, Nebuchadnezzar's crew. They're going to come and take you into captivity. When we got to chapter 29, we found out that, that, that Jeremiah told them, he says, you go. Uh, you, you, you go with them. And, uh, and when you get there, he says, you build houses and you, you, uh, you, you grow gardens and you marry and you give it in marriage and you just in, enjoy yourself, be a good citizen there. And, but he says, uh, that was the thing. He says, if you go, you're going to be okay. And I'll bring you back in 70 years. He said, in 70 years, you can come back. And we know that happened because Ezra and Nehemiah uh, wrote about it. Uh, one went back to, to, to the temple and one went back to, to rebuild the wall. And, and we, we have that as a record in, in Scripture. <clears throat> We're quickly coming to the end of Jeremiah. And it's getting to be uh, a, a little different sh show. Today, I'm going to try to cover four chapters, <laughs> and, and we're, I'm going to let the reader read some, and we'll see, because the narrative is there. Then, the subsequent weeks, we're going to talk about, or Jeremiah talks about um, the nations that, that uh, the Lord uh, has, has says, you, you know, you, you got in the way of what I wanted to do. And, uh, and he has a, um, a, a prophecy for them. And then in the last chapter of the book, we're going to see where um, they ultimately, it all culminated. But now as we talked about in the very beginning of the book, the, the chapters don't line up. They're not, they're not sequential like we normally read a book and it follows in a, in a sequence. So we're batting back and back and forth. So let's begin in chapter th on, uh, 39, and I'm going to read a couple of verses, and then we're going to let the reader read, and then we'll go, we'll go from there. Jeremiah chapter 20, uh, 39. Now when Jerusalem was captured in the ninth year of Zedekiah king of Judah in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, all his army came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. Okay, that's the ninth year, the tenth month. In the eleventh year, verse 2 of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the city wall was breached. <clears throat> so, uh, scholars tell us that this was about a 30-month time frame from the time that Nebuchadnezzar's army went there until the time that the wall was breached and we'll read about what happened in just a minute about the rest of the time. So for 30 months the army was out there and yet Zedekiah who was king at the time 
You know, last week we talked about, uh, Art talked about the fact that, that uh, you know, they still didn't want to believe. Zedekiah says, why are you teaching and preaching and prophesying what's going to happen? And Jeremiah, Bill's paraphrase says, buddy, hang on, it's coming, you know, and, and we'll see in just a minute that it did. So um, I'm, uh, I read from the New American Standard, and that's what I've pulled up here. So we're going we're gonna to start reading um, uh, this, and we'll go from... We'll go from there. Hopefully you can hear it. Chapter 39. Now when Jerusalem was captured in the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. In the eleventh year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the city wall was breached. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came in and sat down at the middle gate. Nergal Sar-Ezer, Samgar-Nebu, Sarsakim, the Rab-Saras, Nergal Sar-Ezer, the Rab-Mag, and all the rest of the officials of the king of Babylon. When Zedekiah the king of Judah and all the men of war saw them, they fled and went out of the city at night by way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls, and he went out toward the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And they seized him and brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. Then the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes at Riblah. The king of Babylon also slew all the nobles of Judah. He then blinded Zedekiah's eyes and bound him in fetters of bronze to bring him to Babylon. The Chaldeans also burned with fire the king's palace and the houses of the people, and they broke down the walls of Jerusalem. As for the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters who had gone over to him and the rest of the people who remained, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, carried them into exile in Babylon. But some of the poorest people who had nothing Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, left behind in the land of Judah and gave them vineyards and fields at that time. Now Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave orders about Jeremiah through Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, saying, Take him and look after him, and do nothing harmful to him, but rather deal with him just as he tells you. So Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, sent word along with Nebuchadnezzar, the Rabsaris, and Nergal Sar-Ezer, the Rabmag, and all the leading officers of the king of Babylon. They even sent and took Jeremiah out of the court of the guardhouse and entrusted him to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, to take him home, so he stayed among the people. Now the word of the Lord had come to Jeremiah while he was confined in the court of the guardhouse, saying, Go and speak to Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am about to bring my words on this city for disaster and not for prosperity, and they will take place before you on that day. But I will deliver you on that day, declares the Lord, and you will not be given into the hand of the men whom you dread, for I will certainly rescue you, and you will not fall by the sword, but you will have your own life as booty because you have trusted in me, declares the Lord. Okay, so 
we see here that that Zedekiah uh, he tried to escape in night and they found him and they killed his sons and all his family and put his eyes out and and this was another thing that Jeremiah said that says your life will live but he didn't have any sight <clears throat> then they went on down and the wall was broken down chapter 8 and the wall of Jerusalem was broken down it wasn't rebuilt until after uh, the 70 years that Nehemiah went back and rebuilt the wall <clears throat> then Jeremiah's fame had spread and Nebuchadnezzar and people knew who he was and he gave the captain of the bodyguard there in verse 12 he says take him look after him do nothing harmful to him but rather deal with him just as he tells you so uh, uh, Jeremiah had a favored status there and and he uh, he he said, "What do you want to do?" Well, they had appointed um, uh, verse fourteen, uh, G E D A L I A H. I've I've fumbled the word sometime. They had appointed him as being um, governor. We'll see that in a little bit. Uh, he was going to stay there and be a caretaker go a government for Nebuchadnezzar. <clears throat> Then in verse 15, we have an interesting little thing. In verse 16, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah when he was in the courthouse. He said, go speak to this Ethiopian. Now, if you look back to chapter 20, uh, 38, uh, just it's, it's on one page for me, but patch, uh, chapter 38, verse 8, uh, Art talked about this last week, that, that this uh, eunuch was there and he went he went to uh the the king and he says these men are that are have acted very foolishly and he says you need to know what their activity is and and uh so uh <clears throat> verse 10 says take 30 men from under your authority and bring up jeremiah the prophet from the cistern before he dies because they were going to just let jeremiah die in the cistern uh, but the king after the intercession from this unit he says uh, uh, he's in good favor so in verse 16 of chapter 39 he says go speak to him thus says the Lord of hosts I'm about to bring my words on this city a disaster and not prosperity and they will take place before you on that day but I will deliver you so because of his faithfulness and because of his his uh, <clears throat> uh, believing in Jeremiah's prophecy and what the Lord had to say uh, the Lord saved him in a very unique way and so it points out us again that we need to continue to be faithful to what the Lord has has taught us to do so now let's let's continue reading um, if I can get my technology to work here let's continue the reading in uh, in chapter 40 
I don't have the right touch. This is Velta's iPad. stammering tongue. Verse chapter 40. Okay. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord from the captain of the bodyguard to release him from Ramah and he had taken him bound in chains with all the exiles of Jerusalem and Judah who were being exiled to Babylon. Now the captain of the bodyguard had taken Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God promised this calamity against this place, and the Lord has brought it on and has done just as he had promised, because your people sinned against the Lord and did not listen to his voice. Therefore this thing has happened to you. But now, behold, I am freeing you today from the chains which are in your hands, and if you would prefer to come with me to Babylon, come along." and I will look after you. But if you would prefer not to come with me to Babylon, uh, never mind. Look, the whole land is before you. You go wherever it seems good and right for you to do. Because he had said in the previous chapter, he says, uh, whatever he says, do it, do it with him. Verse 5, as Jeremiah was still going back, he said to him, go to Galilee, the son of whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the cities of Judah and stay with him among the people or else go anywhere it seems right for you. So the captain of the bodyguard gave him a ration and a gift and let him go. Then Jeremiah went to Mizpah and Gedaliah uh, and stayed with him among the people who were left in the land. Now all the commanders of the forces that were in the field they and their men heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah the son over the land in whom he had put him in charge of the men, women, children, and those of the poorest of the land and had not exiled to Babylon. So they came to Gedaliah along with Ishmael the son um, and Jothan the son um, and verse 9 <laughs> then Gedaliah said do not be afraid of serving the Chaldeans stay in the land and serve the king of Babylon that it may go well with you and this is Gedaliah who, who Nebuchadnezzar put in charge and that was the thing that Jeremiah says he said either you go with them or if you go stay, you be obedient to what the count the Chaldeans ha have to say. Verse 10, as for me, behold, I'm staying in Mizpah and stand for you uh, before the uh, Chaldeans who come to us. But as for you, gather in wine, summer fruit, oil, put them in your storage vessels and live in your cities that, that you have taken over. 
Likewise, all the Jews who were in Moab and among the sons of Ammon and in Edom and who were in all the other countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah uh, over them. Verse 12, And all the Jews returned from all the places which they had been driven away and came into the land of Judah. Gedaliah to Mespah and gathered in wine, silver fruit, in great abundance. Now, Jothan um, was a commander of forces that in the field came to uh, Gedaliah. In verse 14, are you, are you well aware that the king of the sons of Ammon have sent Ishmael, the son, to take your life? But Gedaliah, the son of Achim, did not believe them. Then Jonathan, the son, uh, let me go kill him. <laughs> let me go kill Ishmael, and, and not a man will know it. Why should he take your life so that all the Jews who are gathered to you will be scattered and the remnant of Judah will perish? But Gedaliah said, Do not do this thing, for what you're telling is a lie. So, in essence, when the word got out that Gedaliah was there, there was some summer fruit and, and vineyards that still were producing and and Jeremiah told them to gather them up. And all the Jews came in from everywhere around. Then this king sent and says, you need to take him out. Now, the commentaries that I read this week were saying that, you know, you know, hold your, your, your enemies closer and we'll just uh, eliminate him and that's be one, one out of the way. Uh, but... Gedaliah, who was uh, the, the man that Nebuchadnezzar had put in charge, didn't believe Ishmael. Uh, and, and, it's, and we'll see right now that it, it, didn't, it didn't go well. Verse chapter 41. In the seventh month, Ishmael, um, uh, along with ten men, came to Mizpah to Gedaliah. And while they were eating bread together there in Mizpah, Ishmael, the son, and the ten men who were with him rose and struck down Galilee, the son, with a sword and put him to death, one whom the king of Babylon had appointed over the land. Ishmael all struck down all the Jews who were with him, that is, with Galilee and Mizpah and the Chaldeans who were there, the men of war. Not only did he kill the Jews, he killed the car the soldiers that... that that Nebuchadnezzar had left there to be an occupation force, so to speak. So he killed them all there. Verse 4. Now it happened on the next day after the killing of Galilee, no one knew about it. Eighty men from Shechem uh, with their beards shaved off and their clothes torn and their bodies gashed, having grain offering and incense in their hand to bring it to the house of the Lord. So these people had come Although the, the temple had been destroyed, they were still making sacrifices, uh, excuse me, they were still bringing offerings to the temple, according to the commentaries that I read. So these people, these 70 guys in mourning clothes, so to speak, they came to offer sacrifice, I'm sorry, offer um, offerings unto the Lord at the temple. And... 
And so, um, verse 6, they went out from Mizpah to meet him, weeping uh, as he went, and they met him, and they said, come to Gedaliah, and in verse 7, and it turned out that as soon as they came inside the city, Ishmael and the men that were with him slaughtered them and cast them into the cistern. But ten men were found among them. Uh, Do not put us to death, for we have stores of wheat, barley, oil, honey hidden in the field. So he refrained and did not put them to death along with their companions. Well, Ishmael's greed got in the way, and he says, Well, if there's more groceries out there, I better leave these guys alone so they can lead us to them. And we'll see what happened here. Verse 9, As for the cistern where Ishmael had cast all the corpse of the men whom he had struck down because of Gedaliah, it was um, the king that King Asa uh, had made on account. Uh, Ishmael, the son of filled it with a slain. And that's just a side note, so so to speak, that the cistern was built by King Asa, which was several kings before Zedekiah. Verse 10, Ishmael took captive all the remnants of the people who were at Mizpah, the king's daughters and the people, and all who were left in Mizpah, whom uh, the captain of the guard had put under his charge. Thus Ishmael, the son uh, took them captive and proceeded to cross over to Ammon. And that's where uh, he had come from. Now, verse 11, uh, Jonathan, or Jonathan, uh, who was the guy that told uh, Gedaliah, you need to listen to me that this they're going to kill you. Verse 11, but he and his commanders were heard that the evil that Ishmael had done um, so, verse 12, they took all the men and went in, in to fight him um, and by the pool of Gibeon. Uh, now, as soon as all the people were with Ishmael and so Jonathan the son, the commanders of the forces that were with him, they were glad. And so the people who Ishmael had taken captive turned around and came back and went to uh, Jonathan, Jonathan but Ishmael the son escaped with the eight men and went on to Ammon. So as he was leaving uh, with all these people that he had taken captive, uh, Jonathan and his people came. And so the people who saw him, all right, we, we're going to switch sides with this guy. And so uh, Ishmael and his eight guys left. Verse 16. Um, the commander of the forces that were with him took him from Mizpah and all the remnant of the people which he had recovered from Ishmael, the son, uh, and the men who were soldiers, the women, the children, the eunuchs who he had brought back from Gibeon. And they went and stayed there in order to proceed to Egypt because of the Chaldeans, and they were afraid of them, and since Ishmael... Uh, had struck him, had struck down Galilee, whom he had the the king of Babylon had appointed over the land. So we hear Egypt pop up again. Now, Egypt has never been one of the Lord's favorite places. You remember the people were there; he took them out, 
through the Red Sea, wandered for 40 years, and and here they are at this at this point when the kingdom was divided. So Egypt is not a good thing. And let's look in chapter 42 and we'll see. Then all the commanders of the forces uh, of all the people, both small and great, approached and said to Jeremiah, Please let our petition come before you and pray to the Lord for your God, that is for all of us in this remnant, because we have left but a few uh, out of many as your own eyes see now. That the Lord your God may tell us in which way we should walk and the thing which we should do. Now, Jeremiah had been preaching to them for these 35 years and, and, and saying what they needed to do. And they've taken the situation into their own hands. Nowhere in the three chapters that we read did they ask the Lord for help. But now, af after they've had a great slaughter and, the, and it's in, in chaos, uh, they come to him and they says. We want to go to Egypt, but before we go to Egypt, we want to ask you to ask the Lord if we should go. We do the same thing. <laughs> you know, we got our mindset on what we need to do, and then we say, well, let me ask the Lord. And the Lord says, you know, Bill, you're crazy. You hadn't listened to me, and but maybe you should. Okay. Verse 4, when Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I've heard you, behold, I'm going to pray to the Lord your God in accordance for your words, and I will tell you the whole message which the Lord will answer you. I will not keep back a word from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, may the Lord be true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with the whole message which the Lord your God will send to you. Hold your hand there, your finger there, and go to Joshua. Go to Joshua. Joshua, the 24th chapter. Now this is right when the people had gone into the land. The Lord had petitioned the land into the, the, the tribes and he says you're going to have peace <clears throat> verse 14 of chapter 24 now therefore fear the Lord serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods of your father who served the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose yourself today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whom land you are now living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Verse 16. The people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord our God. So skip down to verse 19. Joshua then said to the people, You will not be able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. 
He is a jealous God, and he will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. Verse 21, the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. Joshua said, You are a witness against yourself that you have chosen for yourself the Lord to serve him. And we know, verse 23, he says, Now therefore put away the foreign gods and, and serve me. Verse 24, And the people said, We will serve the Lord our God, and we will obey his voice. Well, as you know, they didn't. They didn't. All right, back to Jeremiah 42. All right. Verse 6, he says, Whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, we will listen to the voice of the Lord your God, whom you are sending to us, so that it may go well with us when we listen to the voice of the Lord our God. So they came to him, says, Beseech the Lord and tell us what to do, and we'll be faithful. Whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, we will listen to the voice of of the Lord our God to whom we are sending you so that it may go well with you when we listen to the voice of our God. Verse 7. Now at the end of ten days the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. He called for Jonathan and uh, the commanders of the forces with him for all the people both great and small. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition before him. If you will indeed stay in the land, then I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you. I will relent concerning the calamity that I have afflicted on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you are now fearing. Do not be afraid of him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. I will show you compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your own soul. But if you are going to say, we will not stay in the land so as not to listen to the voice of the Lord your God, saying, no, but we will go to the land of Egypt where we will not see war or hear the sound of the trumpet or be hungry for bread, we will stay there. Then in that case, listen to the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord your host, the God of Israel, if you really set your mind to enter Egypt and to go in to reside there, then the sword which you are afraid of will overtake you in the land of Egypt, and the famine about which you are anxious will closely follow after you there in Egypt, and you will die there. So all the men who set their man, mind to go to Egypt to reside there will die by the sword, by the famine, by pestilence, and they will have no survivors or refugees from the calamity which I am going to bring on them. So it's a kind of same thing. You stay. You ask me. I went to the Lord. The Lord says stay. Stay in the land. I'll bless you. 
and you'll have plenty to eat and we'll take care of you. But if you go, the same thing, you'll die by the sword, the famine, and by pestilence. Verse 18, For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, As my anger and wrath had been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so my wrath will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. And you will become a curse, an object of horror, uh, and a reproach. And you will see this place no more. The Lord has spoken to you, O remnant of Judah. Do not go into Egypt. You should clearly understand that today that I have testified against you. For you have only deceived yourselves. For it is you who sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray for us to the Lord our God, and whatever the Lord our God says, tell us so, and we will do it. So I have told you today that you have not obeyed the voice of your God, even in whatever he has sent me to tell you. Therefore, you should now clearly understand that you will die by the sword, famine, and pestilence in the place where you wish to go. Chapter 43. But as soon as Jeremiah, whom the Lord God had sent, had finished telling all the people all the words that the Lord their God had says, they says, you're telling us a lie. And the Lord called and, and God has sent you to say, you are not to enter Egypt to reside there. But Barak, the son, is inciting against you to give us over to the hands of the Chaldeans, and they will put us to death to exile in Babylon. So uh, the, the people, all the people did not obey the voice of the Lord to stay in the land of Judah. Uh, the men, verse 6, the men, the women, the children, the daughters of the king, and every person that the captain of the bodyguard had left, uh, there uh, they entered the land of Egypt for they did not obey the voice of the Lord and went as far as Tappanus. We'll stop there but the, the message was same thing it's always been we can keep coming back to what what Samuel said to to Saul when he went and he said I've gotten all the best of the cattle and the sheep and so forth and God had told him to kill them all and and Samuel pointed his finger at Saul and said Saul to obey is better than sacrifice and that's all God wants us to do is obey. That's all he wanted the Israelites to do is obey. And, and when we hear the truth from the word and we ignore the truth of the word, um, we have to reap whatever it is. Um, and uh, that was the case here. So I'm, I'm sorry my bumbling tongue, I, I meant for this iPad to work but anyway uh, he can pronounce the words I can't uh, 
but you understand you understand what what God's trying to tell us. We need to be obedient to what we know to do. And when we don't do it, uh, we have to face the consequence, whatever that is. Thank you for enduring us. Uh, and we'll go and we'll pick up next week and we'll see some of the the blessings or the curses that God has given to to uh, the nations, and we're quickly we're quickly walking through um, Jeremiah. At the end of Jeremiah, uh, Art's going to take a, a Sunday, and I'm going to take a Sunday, and we're going to talk about heaven. Um, it's uh, well, I'll say more about that when I get to it, but. I don't know who we don't know who which one's going first, but one of us will, uh, and and we'll go from there. Uh, I don't know what he's going to say, and he doesn't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but after we get through with those two two lessons, we're going to First John. We'll go to First, Second, Third John, and Jude, and that'll be our next uh, long study. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for all you are. And we thank you for loving us in spite of us. As we go into further service, be with everything that's said, sung, prayed, preached, spoken. And Father, we be careful to praise you in and through it all. I thank you for these sweet people. And we ask that you be with every, uh, every chair here has a prayer request. Every chair here has a heart cry. Father, listen and, and obey and uh, as we obey and uh, please answer your 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 prayer these prayers as you as you see fit and we thank you in Jesus name we ask it amen <coughs>